0: Hey there friend, today as we are getting close to the weekend I thought it would be great to share about some weekend habits that could really help you recharge for the week ahead. So grab a notebook and take some notes on some things that you want to try implementing that could really help you set yourself up well for the upcoming week that could really support you in your health, mental health, physical health, all the things. Let's dive in. hi friend welcome to made to be thriving my name is Melissa daughter of the king wife dog mom and a former elementary school teacher turned nutritional therapy practitioner are you feeling overwhelmed or even stuck in your wellness journey you know that how you're feeling and what you're struggling with can't be normal and there must be a better way I was there too I started feeling that prompting of the Holy Spirit to dig deeper and he led me onto a better path with the right guidance that turned things around this can happen for you too and I'm here to help you get there there is hope as we Put our faith first, lean into God's word and truth about how we need to take care of our bodies. If you're ready to stop just surviving and start thriving, you're in the right place. Whether you're in your car, working on your to do list, or just needing to take a break from your busy day, tune in and be encouraged. Are you the type of person who, on the weekends, that is your rest time? Or maybe that's the time where you're trying to catch up on all the things that you did not have time for during the week? are you feeling a little bit scattered? Are your weeks kind of crazy? If you're like me, maybe you're really trying to get a good time management system in place. This can be really beneficial for our mental health, our physical health, all the things. So know that all these things that we talk about that sound like it could be more generalized, know that all of this actually can support our digestive health. Because when we're stressed out, we're feeling overwhelmed, All those different feelings that come into play, it directly affects our digestion. Okay, so if we're feeling really stressed out or anxious, our digestive health does get affected. Usually for the negative. That's when we experience, you know, things like uh, bloating or constipation, diarrhea, headaches, migraines, fatigue. So many different things that happen as a result of just feeling overwhelmed and stressed out. So, how can we set our weeks up maybe a little bit better to help relieve a lot of those feelings so that we can give ourselves a little bit of a break and not add to the stress that our gut is already dealing with? So, as the weekend approaches, it's often really tempting to either pack it with activities and, or just to completely unwind. However, creating a weekend routine that really energizes and kind of refreshes you for the week ahead can be really critical in 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 maintaining a healthy balance between work and personal life and, you know, all the things. So let's talk about some practical weekend habits that can help refresh your body and mind preparing you for a successful week ahead. So if you don't already, you might want a notebook for this. And then here's a tip. I would recommend starring, like putting a star or something next to the ones that you are thinking, okay, I'm going to give that a try this week. Remember, I've talked about setting realistic goals. If we're trying to do all the things all at once, all in the same week, same day, all that, it can become overwhelming and then we quickly just throw it all out because we feel like we're not being successful in those goals. So instead, take one thing at a time, implement Implement it well, and then add in the next thing. So that goes along with all of these tips as well. Some of these you might feel like, okay, I can't do that yet, but I want to do that later. So make your list as I talk about these, and then maybe put some notes on the ones you're going to prioritize to implement first and next, and then later on, and so on. Okay, so number one, prioritize sleep. Many people use the weekend to catch up on sleep that is lost during the week, which can disrupt your natural sleep cycle. This happens so often. I am totally guilty of this. I've done this before where I feel like, oh, I'll just catch up on all my sleep on this day when I know I don't have to go anywhere type of thing. We really want to aim for some consistency to the best of our ability. Go to bed and wake up at the same time you do during the weekdays. So, this regularity supports your circadian rhythm, leading to better quality sleep. Okay, so a note on that is if you're someone who really struggles to get up in the morning, that's me for sure. I struggle with it um, because I'm still dealing with and working through some of my health stuff that contributes to my chronic fatigue. If that's you, Maybe you really desperately need that one or two days a week on the weekend to sleep in a little bit longer. And honestly, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Sometimes I think we really need to listen to our body. Actually, not sometimes, always. We need to listen to our body. And if you're feeling like you really need that extra sleep, then go for it. But I would discourage you from really oversleeping, like sleeping in way too long, because that's going to really disrupt your natural circadian rhythm. So do the best you can in trying to establish some sort of consistency in the times you wake up and go to bed as closely as you can. Now, it can vary a little bit, but I would really discourage you from having drastic changes in your sleep schedule. For example, if you go to bed at 8 o'clock during the week, but then suddenly you're going to bed at midnight on the weekends, that's a drastic change and it really affects your circadian rhythm. Now is once in a while going to happen? Probably. You're going to have special events or different things come up or your bedtime is going to be way later than normal. And that might be out of your control or maybe it's just something special going on that you're celebrating and so you're just going to be up late. That happens. But if you're doing that on a regular basis where every single weekend your bedtime is midnight and then come the week you're going to bed at eight, You'll probably also notice that you struggle getting to sleep, staying asleep. You're going to notice a lot of different sleep quality issues going on. Same thing with the time that you get up in the morning. If you're used to getting up at, say, 6 a.m. every day during the week and then the weekend, because you're going to bed so late at midnight or whatever, then you're not getting up till, I don't know, 9, 10, 11 in the morning. You're sleeping your day away really going to mess you up and you're going to notice this affecting your health you're going to notice affecting your total quality sleep and usually where we notice a lot of issues because you don't have a consistency so really try to establish a consistency to the best of your ability depending on your circumstances but I would say let's talk about some examples if you go to bed at eight o'clock every night during the week, maybe try not to go to bed any later than say 10 o'clock on the weekends. You know, really try to crunch that down as close as you can. I know sometimes it's more tempting to stay up late when you know that you don't have to get up early, especially if you're more of a night person. I would say don't even stretch it past nine if you can, but really listen to your body and just know that if you're gonna go to bed extremely late on certain days, And then you're going to struggle to get up in the morning. There's some things that we need to work out. And consistency is really, really crucial if you're trying to improve your quality of sleep. Okay. Number two, nourish your body. Weekends are often seen as a time to like indulge, have the sweets and all the things and eat junk food because it's, hey, it's the weekend. Why not? But balancing it with nourishment is really essential. Prepare meals that are rich in nutrients and enjoy the process of cooking. Include plenty of vegetables, lean proteins, uh, whole grains. Hydration is also key all the time. Drinking plenty of water throughout the day. So nourishment is really important. There's not to say that you can't have a treat here and there and have that fun thing here and there. There's nothing wrong with that, but if it's every single weekend you're just way off track on your diet and lifestyle and all that, it can really mess a lot of things up for you as well. So we need some consistency there as well. So really try your best to nourish your body. It's okay to have those treats once in a while, but try not to make it a every single weekend we just load up on all the junk and then during the week we do really well or vice versa. Maybe it's during the week you don't eat well at all and then the weekends you eat really good. Okay, well, that's not really helping things. Yeah, you might be getting some good things in two days a week, but what about the rest of the week? All that stuff is contributing to the struggles that you're having. Whether you realize it or not, every little bit of the highly processed Or toxins and all that that you're putting on or in your body are impacting you. Even if you don't think they are, they are. Okay, so try your best to have that consistency as far as eating cleaner, eating healthier, enjoy the treats on occasion, try not to overload it, overindulge, all of that. Number three, engage in physical activity. Choose activities that you enjoy, maybe going for a walk, a bike ride, a run. Some stretching. The goal is really to not have intense workouts unless that is your preference and your body can handle it, but consistent, enjoyable physical activity that gets you moving and boosts your mood. Okay, so maybe this is an area of weakness for you. I know this is an area of weakness for me, but I do enjoy going for a walk or sometimes a bike ride and things like that, or even doing some stretching. This is an area I'm personally working on, and maybe that is you too, or maybe this is an area where you're really strong in, but you're needing to work more on the diet side. Everyone's so different. We all have our strengths and weaknesses, but the point is we really want to establish some consistency, and we want to do what's best for our body that really supports our health. Number four would be mindfulness, relaxation, incorporate some mindfulness type practices and what I usually mean by this whenever I mention mindful um, mindfulness or any of that kind of stuff I'm talking about like really paying attention to your thoughts spend quiet time with the Lord be in prayer um, really having some positive thoughts going through your mind really Thinking positively, trying to eliminate those negative thoughts that are coming into your mind, like the I can't. Instead, say I can or I will, I'm going to, I get to. Trying to shift your mindset to more of the positive thoughts and getting away from the negative and really sitting with the Lord on this. Practicing deep breathing exercises. This is really helpful for our lungs, for our body. So maybe when you're sitting there with the Lord, maybe you just have a few minutes where you're just completely silent, not trying not to think about anything other than your breaths, allowing that to also be a time where the Lord can really speak to you. So this is what I talk about when I'm thinking mindfulness or mindset, any of that stuff. I always try to shift it back to the Lord because you'll hear a lot of people talk about mindfulness and things like that were there in regard to some of the new age type practices and I'm not about that if you've been here a while you know I'm not not about that at all what I do know is when we really set our mind on the lord amazing things happen okay so establish that routine and that daily practice not even just on the weekend but throughout the week But if you can take some extra time on those days that you don't have to run out the door, even better. These types of practices can help reduce stress, improve your mental clarity. Try to create some time for relaxing activities like reading or gardening or simply just spending time in nature. These are all great for your mindset, your mind health. Just finding something that really helps your mind. To wind down, to relax. Okay. This is what I encourage when it comes to mindful activities, mindfulness, and relaxation. Just really doing things that help your body to relax, unwind, help get your brain to just kind of calm down. If you are someone who constantly has things going on in your brain, you're bouncing around from idea to activity to to do list and all the things, your mind is just running crazy. And so finding times where we can just sit get out all your thoughts in a journal maybe sometimes that's really helpful if you can just write it all out all the things that are just running through your mind I got to do this I need to do that oh this is my to-do list it's really helpful to kind of do a brain dump and then just sit in that quiet and spend time with the Lord or read a good book go outside and garden get out in the fresh air go on a walk like really try to just do that brain dump Sit with the Lord, really focus on the positive, shift those negative thoughts that keep coming into your brain and turn them into a positive because we know that those negative thoughts are not from the Lord. So when you find your brain going that direction because you're so overwhelmed and busy and all the things, try to take some time to seek the Lord and ask him for your for his help in shifting that mindset because we know the negative is not from him. Okay. Okay, the next thing would be a digital detox. Number five, reducing screen time on the weekends, constant connectivity can lead to mental fatigue. So try to set aside some specific times to check your emails or social media and spend the rest of your time disconnected from digital devices. I know this can be extremely hard and if you work online, if that is your job, sometimes we have a hard time setting those boundaries and really disconnecting ourselves. So do the best you can to try to find times where you just put your phone away and only check it at certain times, especially if it's like work related. Try not to even check the work stuff until a designated time because we can find ourselves easily distracted by our phones. We go on, especially social media, or we get on there thinking, oh, I'm just going to get on real quick and see if I have any messages or see what's happening. And then before we know it, we've been on there for a couple hours you know you've been there okay it really sucks our time and so finding ways to have a digital detox like put your phone away maybe you need to delete some of those apps on the weekends maybe you need to do that maybe you just need to do a full on detox for a good long period of time for me i have been taking a break from instagram uh going on what a month and a half almost 2 months now Because I felt like I was really, really distracted by being over there. I was getting consumed by being on there way too much. And I was spending a lot of time with creating content and things over there that were not fruitful. And so I really felt a nudging from the Lord that it was time to take a break. And I had actually been feeling it for quite a while. But I just wasn't sure when. And then I noticed I was spending less and less time on it. And before I knew it, I was kind of taking an unintentional break. And then I realized, you know what, let's just keep that going. And I'm going to take a full on break. I deleted the app from my phone and I'm still not on Instagram. The only thing I have done, and that's only been very recently, was through Facebook. My accounts are connected so I can see if anyone sent me messages on Instagram over on my Facebook account. Um, So I did recently just check those but that's about it. Will I get back on Instagram? I'm not sure. Possibly. Will I just only be posting through my Facebook account over to there and not actually getting on Instagram? That's a possibility as well. I don't really know, but I know that having that detox has really been beneficial. The other thing I did recently is I felt a very strong prompting from the Lord to delete Facebook from my phone. One of the main reasons I was keeping Facebook on my phone is because I actually need to be on Facebook right now for a few different obligations. And so I kept it on there as an easy access to do those things I need to do on Facebook for either my business or for another obligation I have. But I was finding that because I wasn't on Instagram, I was actually scrolling on Facebook a lot more often than I was before. And then I started, all of a sudden, felt this really, really strong prompting that I know is the Holy Spirit saying, delete Facebook from your phone now. So I did. It was so strong that I was like, okay, I got off, I deleted it from my phone, and now it's off of my phone. So I'm only accessing it through my laptop. That's it. That's all I'm doing right now. Will I keep it off my phone? I don't know. We will see. Um, I feel like the Lord doesn't ever give me a set time frame whenever I do these detoxes because I've done social media detoxes and stuff like that before, taking a break. And every single time I've done it, I've never had a specific time frame firmly set. I have sometimes a general idea that I think maybe, but then I'm not really sure. And so sometimes I've ended up staying off way longer than I ever thought I would. And I've been totally okay with that. So maybe that's you too. Maybe you need to take a full on detox from social media and really set boundaries as far as checking your email and all those things on your phone. So find ways where you're really reducing that screen time. This goes for even like television and being on your computer and all those things. Try to set aside some time where you're not going to get on either of those. Get outside, get some fresh air, go for walks, and really try to minimize that screen time as much as you can friend, I just want to take a quick time out to share about a really fun and exciting boot camp that's coming up March 4th through March 8th. My coach, Steph Gass, is hosting a free boot camp that I think you would be really interested in. If you've ever thought about podcasting or wondered about it, have you been thinking about, is there a way to grow my business without social media? I love Steph Gass. She is amazing. She loves Jesus and she keeps Christ at the center of everything she does. I know you will learn so much from her. Listen as she shares a little bit more about this podcast and the opportunity to join the event for free.
1: What's up, new friend? I'm Steph Gass. I know you just heard a little bit about me, but I wanted to personally come on and invite you to the Profitable Podcast Bootcamp. This is a five-day challenge, so to speak, for those of you who are interested in podcasting or who already have a podcast and you wanna know how a podcast works to grow an audience or make money online. I promise you it's so worth your time. And this one hour per day live challenge is going to give you everything you need to know about why podcasting works, how to make money from a podcast, how to make sales really easy, and so much more. We're giving away swag, door prizes. We even have scholarships to my courses and programs valued at over $10,000. So we just wanted to come on and invite you to be part of this challenge, head right now over to stephaniegass.com slash bootcamp. That's stephaniegass.com slash bootcamp and get registered right away. You'll get entered to win free swag. And the best part of all is you're going to learn how podcasting can potentially be a way for you to truly grow, make an impact and income in an online business and allow you to have that freedom and that fruit of not feeling like you are tied to social media 24-7 or having to do a hundred different things to figure out a way to be successful for the kingdom of God. This is going to lay all of those pieces out for you in alignment with your faith. Again, stephaniegass.com slash bootcamp.
0: Number six, social connections. Human connection is vital for emotional well being. Spend quality time with family and friends or engage in community activities. It can be as simple as a coffee date or a walk in the park or participating in a local event. What are some ways that you can connect socially with others? Maybe it's with your church. Maybe you've got your church gatherings on Sunday, maybe life groups or Bible studies or any of that. These are other wonderful ways to really build those social connections, and get in community with others. Number seven, plan for the week ahead. Use some time during the weekend to plan for your upcoming week. This task can include meal planning, setting work and personal goals, organizing your schedule. A little planning can go a long way in reducing stress and creating a sense of control. Often, if we enter the week feeling like, I know I've got all these things to do, but then you don't really set aside time and plan when these things need to get done. So often they end up either not getting done or you feel overwhelmed and then your week just seems like chaotic and crazy and all that. So try to find some time where you can really try to plan your week as best you can. Now, are things possibly going to come up during the week and change the schedule? Yeah, happens to me all the time. I try to plan my week. I've got all these things and I've got planned for each day that I'm going to get done. And then before I know it, things pop up and it shifts that schedule. It just happens. So be flexible and patient with yourself, knowing that you can make a plan and things are going to change. But if you can keep with that plan as closely as possible, it's really going to help you a lot in reducing that stress and just creating a lot more peace for yourself. Number eight, pursue a hobby or an interest. Engaging in hobbies or learning something new can be incredibly fulfilling and a great way to recharge, whether maybe you like to paint or play an instrument, read a book. These activities offer a lot, offer a mental break from the work routine. So finding a hobby that you really enjoy can be really helpful for your mental health, for your physical health and it also gives your brain a little bit of an exercise on something else besides your regular routines. Number nine, reflect and practice gratitude. Take time to reflect on the past week, acknowledge your achievements, celebrate those wins, and also notice areas for improvement. Practice gratitude, maybe spending time with the Lord and just being thankful, expressing your gratitude for everything he's provided, everything that's gone on during the week. Maybe write them down in a prayer journal, or maybe you've got a gratitude list that you like to write down the things that you're thankful for. This practice has been shown to improve mental health and overall well-being. So really take time to recognize the many blessings from the Lord. We always have something to be thankful for, always, even if it's the littlest thing. We always have something to be thankful for, and it's really important that we pull those up and we recognize them rather than focusing so much on all the bad things going on because there's a lot of bad things going on in the world, right? But let's shift that and try to really shift our mind to focus a lot more on the good things and the blessings and just be thankful for everything because we know that even through the trials, God is using that for something good and for his glory. So even be thankful for the trial that you're experiencing in this moment. Maybe it's your health. Maybe you're struggling with your digestive issues, your headaches, your all that stuff that we, we try to focus on and you're just struggling. Maybe see that as an opportunity to be thankful because it's starting to wake you up to realize you need to make a change and you need to do something different. Number 10, set boundaries. It's important to set boundaries for work and personal time. Resist the urge to finish work tasks over the weekend. This time should be dedicated for recharging, not catching up on work. I struggle with this a lot. I work a lot, um, especially right now because I am working on building my business. Plus, I honestly have other obligations as well. I've got part time jobs and other things I'm helping with. And so I do find myself working a lot. And sometimes the weekends, if there's nothing else going on that I absolutely have to do, sometimes it's working on some things for the business and working on programs and things like that or email list and sending out my newsletters and getting those prepped and ready for you all. I do find myself doing this a lot and I'm trying to be better about that and try to get my week in such a a routine and a rhythm that come the weekend, all of that is just somewhere else. I'm not even focused on that at all. I'm taking a break from it so that I have that time to recharge even though I love what I do and I feel like I can spend so much time doing it I also know that I really need to set some boundaries and try not to overload myself because it's a really good way to burn yourself out even if you love what you do if you're spending way too much time and all your free time is on those things you can find yourself getting burned out really quick so try to set those boundaries Try to limit any working on the weekend. Try to not do it at all if possible. Really shut it down come Friday or whenever your weekend is. Some people have different work type schedules where maybe there's two days during the week. That's your weekend. Try to really shut it down. Try not to focus on the work stuff. Try not to do any work stuff and set that boundary. So by incorporating any of these tips into your weekend, you can actually create a balanced routine that refreshes and really prepares you for the week ahead. So I'd love to know what are some of these tips that you are either already doing or would like to try implementing this week. Let us know over in the Facebook community, which of these tips that you're already doing. Maybe you haven't been doing any of these and you're thinking, okay, I need to try one or two of these this week. Come share it over in our Facebook community. We'd love to be cheering you on and holding you accountable as well. I hope that's helpful as you prepare for the weekend ahead and preparing for your week, your next week. Remember, set some time aside to do some planning and just evaluating what your week and your weekends are looking like. Do you need better time management, better routines, better systems? And let's start trying to implement some things a little bit better so that we're not feeling so overwhelmed and creating burnout, and affecting our overall health and wellness. We want to improve it. We don't want all these lack of systems to be what is causing or contributing to the health challenges that we're facing. We really want to take control of the things that we are able to and um, allow more room for some healing and improving our health in other ways. So I hope that's helpful. Come over into the community and let us know if these tips are helpful and what you plan to implement this coming weekend and the following week. Hey friends, if this podcast encouraged you and taught you something new, leave a review and hit that subscribe button. The next thing you can do is share this podcast with a friend or even in your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us at Made to be Friday. Come connect with us over in our Facebook community or send us a DM over on Instagram. I pray this has blessed you in some way and you find encouragement knowing you are not alone in this journey. There is always hope and let's focus on making the progress that is possible. Information provided to date are for informational and educational purposes only. The information and education provided is not intended or implied to supplement or replace professional medical treatment advice and or diagnosis. I'll meet you back here soon.